Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Foul Balls Podcast. On this episode of the Foul Balls Podcast, we will be covering EPL. EPL is back. Hope everyone had a new year. I mean, a happy new year and a happy holidays. This um, podcast will cover tomorrow's slate, January 13th, 2018. The first, no, not the first slate of the new year, but we had a momentary break, so... This will be the first podcast in a while, first podcast of the new year covering EPL, and we are back with Rob and myself. Hey, Rob, how's it going? I'm doing awesome, Nick. How about you? I'm doing great. I was kind of talking myself in circles there, but that's all right. Let's <laughs> dive into the slate. Um, as always, let's start with goalie. What are your takes at goalie, Rob? Take it away. Sounds good. I won't be spending up this week in keeper. I think that's a pretty safe statement. Uh, Loris should probably concede. Courtois should probably concede. Uh, Newcastle just aren't a very reliable team, and Swansea aren't going to shoot the ball enough. So Darlow is kind of out of the question, unfortunately. Uh, Newcastle are interesting to me in the sense that I haven't really jumped on board with their recent form, and it hasn't cost me. So I'm not. I feel really late to the party. I feel like it's too late to jump on board with Newcastle now. So I don't expect Swansea to come out and win. Uh, but at the same time, Swansea aren't going to take more than five shots. So Darlow won't see a, a big ceiling or anything, and it isn't re- even reliable for cash. Ben Foster's interesting for Brom. Uh, I think Brighton don't shoot enough, so uh, there's kind of a CS bonus waiting there. It's not really reliable for cash since uh, Brom haven't won since basically the summer. Uh, so I'll be looking uh, at uh, Matt Ryan, the other side of that, a lot more. But uh, Foster's still an option due to the low-scoring nature of the game. I'm going to be fading the uh, Palace keepers. Uh, Huddersfield, uh, I think, is an interesting play with Jonas Lothal in, uh, at home against West Ham. West Ham have been scoring at a really high rate as of late, and that rate can't be sustained. So I'll be looking at Lothal here to come in and uh, be really low-owned in some GPP. And he's basically the max of where I'm looking to spend the keeper this week. 4.9K on DraftKings is the absolute max that I'll be going for. Gomes is something I'm going to be fading this week. Uh, there's no denying their ceiling in Watford, but I just think Southampton offer a little bit too much going forward. Uh, Adrian, someone I'll, I'll be considering for West Ham just because his salary is cheap enough. I don't really like West Ham's spot against Huddersfield at home, but uh, at 4.7K, there's no denying that for Adrian. It's a pretty decent price. Uh, Alex McCarthy, Fraser Forrester on uh, Southampton are two GPP plays for me this week. It depends who starts, obviously, but I really like the Southampton trio backline stack to try and chase the CS bonus here. Uh, they're all pretty cheap. They have a pretty decent floor, and uh, when you get to the defenseman here, it's a pretty good option here in Southampton. Matt Ryan on Brighton is going to be my top keeper play of the week uh, for either format. I think uh, Matt Ryan's in a tremendous spot here to go off. Uh, It should be a low-scoring game, first of all. Second of all, Brom haven't won in forever. Brighton at home are a really good team. So I'll just be looking at Matt Ryan from that price range. Uh, That price range in general is where my targets are, this uh, slate for keeper. But uh, even uh, outside the salary, Matt Ryan is just a great play. So uh, I'll be looking at Matt Ryan as my top keeper play of the slate. Uh, Nick Pope is uh, he's cash viable just simply because he's going to get you the points. But uh, Burnley are in a really rough spot as of late. So at 4.2K, it's not that big a risk. I'm just not looking at it. There's no upside from Pope this week, unfortunately. Fabianski and Swansea, someone I'm going to be spending a lot of time uh, with in GPPs this slate. Even a little bit of cash, I don't mind, but 
Newcastle just aren't reliable at home. Uh, they aren't reliable, period. Swansea aren't a great team. They're obviously in last place in the league right now. They don't take a lot of shots and they don't score a lot of goals. But with Savansky, we're not really concerned about goals going in the net for Swansea. Uh, we're just worried about him making some saves. And only 4.1K. He's not going to need a whole lot of saves to really pay off here because Newcastle aren't a team to fill the net. So uh, I'll be looking at Swansea here, uh, their defensive uh, aspect in Fabanski to uh, chalk up some points to slay. Other than that, there's nothing else I'll be looking at for keepers this week. Uh, Smichael and Pickford are both easy fades for me. They uh, both have way too much risk despite their low salary. If I was to pick one or the other, it would definitely be Pickford and GPP as I think Everton have a shot here. But uh, in terms of Leicester, uh, I haven't got them right in a while, but uh, I'm not interested in Leicester. But uh, yeah, that's my keeper takes. Wow, that was one of the quicker keeper takes of the season so far. Yeah, started off quick. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Do you um. What do you do? You think Matt Ryan is going to be the most highly owned keeper in GBP and cash? And if so, that's you think it? Yeah, that's a huge concern for me for sure. Uh, he probably will be the most popular keeper of the slate. Uh, usually, I'm not too concerned in the sense that he's not expensive. So even if everyone does take him. It's not like you're investing a ton of salary in that kind of a risk. Uh, so uh, at that kind of salary, I'm not really concerned about how many people own him uh, just because it opens up so many different doors. Uh, the other, his pivot, the Matt Ryan pivot I'll be looking to is Jonas Losel on uh, Huddersfield, especially in GPP. That'll be the first place I'll be looking. Uh, but uh, other than that, Matt Ryan's going to be my main keeper play. Yeah, I like Matt Ryan and Fabianski. They're both <coughs> right around each other. Newcastle really isn't a threat to me, and I'm. I, have they even scored more than two games in a, a game this season? I don't even think so. Probably once. Uh, like they're not. Uh, they're not a, a team to fear. That's for sure. Uh, they're a team to fear in terms of their keeper and like putting the ball in the net. But in terms of like them having some sort of quality to come out and stun you for a few goals, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't. I'm not too worried. I just. <laughs> the price discrepancy. I understand Swansea's very bad, but like five k for a Newcastle keeper is that like what? What are they thinking with that kind of price? Yeah, they Newcastle haven't let a goal in in a couple games. Uh, mind you, it was against Brighton and Stoke, so it's not like they were world class talents. But I think a lot of Newcastle's. Like I said, I mi I feel like I missed the party in Newcastle, uh, so I'm not really keen on jumping on board with them now. When I think the party's over, I'm pretty sure the party's over, and it will be uh, definitely driven home whenever Swansea come out and find a second straight result. Uh, because mind you, Swansea uh, Swansea came out and uh, they beat uh, Watford. Uh, they uh, had a really game, great game against uh, Spurs. So, like, Swansea are on the up and up here. It's just a, a matter of when they finally get get back to normal. Yeah, I agree for the most part. Um, goalie's a place where it's kind of a crapshoot this weekend, and I think it pay, makes sense to pay down because there's higher price targets in the other positions that people are more desired. So, let's go to defense. As always, a defense, we have the batch of... High price wingbacks from the elite clubs, and this weekend's elite club on the main slate is Tottenham. So we have Trippier, Danny Rose is out for the near foreseeable future. That locks Davies in a starting spot. But between Trippier and Aria, you don't know who's going to start. But personally, I think 
you, you know, it's a must to have at least one of these Tottenham wingbacks. There's no other player on this slate unless Holobos gets a start that has a ceiling like any of these Tottenham wingbacks. So I think I would rank them Trippier, Trippier or Aurier, whoever starts, and then Davies. I just think there's more upside on the right side of the field for Tottenham. That's where they will be attacking for the majority of the game. And Trippier undoubtedly has the highest ceiling. And Aurier, I think, gets, you know, he doesn't necessarily cross the ball, but he gets a ton of peripherals to rack up, you know, points in a hurry. Other than that, Martin Olsen is my favorite um, target. All the way down at 4,100 in a plus matchup against Newcastle. Olsen is a guy, outside of playing elite clubs, he has racked up crosses in a hurry, and he's very active in Swansea's offense. 4,100 just seems a bit too low considering this opponent and matchup he has this weekend. Uh, for the most part, that's you know basically what I'll be doing. I'll be locking in one of these four 4K range guys, whether it be Craig Dawson, Martin Ziegler, or Martin Olsen, and then pairing them with one of the Tottenham um, wingbacks. What's your take at defense this weekend, Rob? Yeah, first, I just want to touch really quickly on Olsen. Uh, I, obviously, I respect where you're coming from and everything, but I have a completely the complete different take on him. Uh, I think he is a massive trap um, just because his – uh, quality of crosses are so poor, uh, and he has nobody to cross to. Uh, that salary is not the end of the world uh, for Olsen, where he doesn't need quality, but uh, in terms of uh, my crossers, uh, it's great to have quantity, but uh, sometimes you need some quality, too, to back that up. Uh, at 4.1K, you don't need a lot of quality this week, but uh, the quantity may just seem through. The Spurs wingbacks and cash are fine. I'm going to avoid them in GPP. That's mostly because I believe Everton are going to score this week. And uh, from those salaries, you really need literally every single thing to hit properly. And just with one little dent, like the lack of a CS bonus can really hurt you in GPP. So uh, I'll be looking at Davies will be my top pick just because Rose is out, uh, leaving Davies with no real sub other than I think like Walker, P Walker's Peters. Uh, so uh, if I'm going to Spurs and cash, it'll probably be Davies. But uh, in terms of my defenders, uh, I really like Ryan Bertrand and Southampton, especially in cash. Uh, his salary isn't ideal, uh, but I think his uh, positioning is uh, perfect here to go off this week. Uh, Musaku and West Ham, someone else in cash I'm going to be looking at. Again, I'm not really sold on West Ham or, or Southampton uh, per se for cash selections. But the two wingbacks here have uh, ex undeniably excellent floors. And uh, while their salaries aren't uh, like perfectly cheap or something like that i think they're fairly representative of where these two should probably finish this week <laughs> excuse me i also really like uh bong and sutner on brighton uh i think that's who i'll be for the most part uh moving in and out uh, depends who starts uh in my cash uh with matt ryan uh one or the other either bong or sutner and the gpp i'll try to use both of them at the same time with uh matt ryan that is really my GPP strategy for this weekend is to try and hit the trio uh, wingback stack with your keeper and two wingbacks, getting a CS bonus uh, three times down, uh, hopefully for cheap. The teams will be looking to look for a trio wingback stack this week are West Ham with uh, Adrian, Musaku, and uh, whoever else they start on the other wing. That's not really a big one for me. 
uh, Watford, Southampton, either side of that. I prefer the Southampton side, but there's no denying Gomes, Ziegler, and uh, probably won't be Holabas. So I'll probably be Jam Matt. Uh, are excellent for Watford. And when you get to the Southampton side, it doesn't get much better than uh, Brian Bertrand and uh, whoever else they decide to start on the other side. Uh, maybe Matt Target. Suarez may be back, which would be incredible. If Suarez gets back in there, that's, that's top-notch for uh, a Southampton stack. Uh, I think uh, doing the same thing with Brighton and Brahma, as I just talked about with Brighton. Matt Ryan, Bong, and Sutner is going to be one of my top GPP defensive stacks. I really like the Brahm side of that, too. It's a little bit more expensive uh, with uh, Ben Foster and uh, Al Nayam. But Kieran Gibbs is out hurt, so someone's going to be a discount starter there for Brahm. And uh, I'll be looking to jump on that in GPPs, hoping to triple down. Uh, I like the idea with that Newcastle, uh, despite being late to the party. Uh, Darlow hasn't let in a goal in two games. Uh, his wingbacks are pretty cheap, and they cross the ball enough. But the last one uh, you could probably do that with. I won't be, uh, but you can do it with Spurs, absolutely. Loris uh, and, and the two wingbacks have absolutely the highest floor uh, stack, but uh, I'm not looking for a floor stack at GPP. I'm looking for a high-end ceiling. And you won't find that kind of ceiling from the Spurs guys who cost like 6K each. Uh, so uh, in terms of GPP, I, I'm probably going to be looking at uh, Brighton and Southampton and uh, trying to stack uh, defensively. But uh, other than that, that is really my defensive takes. Sweet. So it looks like for once in a while, <clears throat> for once, we are not on the same page of defense, which makes it kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I will definitely be playing Martin Olsen. Hopefully he's not a trapped. They played Newcastle earlier this year. He had eight crosses. So I know I don't usually recommend game log hunting, and it doesn't usually translate to what's going to happen automatically. But like we both said, Swansea is kind of trending up. Newcastle has already been trending up. Who knows if they're going to plateau or go back down. This game is truly, you know, up in the air for the taking. But it should be very back and forth. And <clears throat> Olsen's price tag has definitely come back down. He was, you know, 45, 43, 49. He even hit 51 at some point, which is bizarre. But at 4,100, I think it's a no-brainer. He definitely will be popular, so... It couldn't make sense to pay them in GPPs. Anyways, let's move to midfield. Um, midfield and forward is pretty straightforward for me. It's using Chelsea, fading Tottenham, and just working with the salaries. I I prefer William to Hazard. I know, Rob, you definitely prefer Hazard to William, so you'll explain your takes on that. But William... Um, I'm going to be all in on Willing, especially if Fabregas is out. If Fabregas is in, the price tag makes absolutely no sense because he does take a significant hit. Um, a lot of his points come off set pieces, and he is the main, primary set piece taker and corner kick taker when Fabregas is out. So that'll be something to you know watch when lineups come out. So he's my favorite Chelsea player to roster at the moment. I think there's some upside in Victor Moses at all the way down at his price. The upside is kind of limited because a goal and an assist is not really likely to happen. But at 5,500, you know, he crosses the ball a bunch. Chelsea should have the majority of the possession in this game. And, yeah, just, you know, he's a wing back. He should be 
very heavily involved in the offense. Outside of that, I think Matt Ritchie's a phenomenal play. Um, 7700 is definitely expensive for Matt Ritchie, but if you're not playing Matt Ritchie against Swansea, I don't know when you're going to play Matt, Rich, Matt Ritchie. He basically is the do-it-all playmaker for Newcastle. Newcastle's at home. They aren't favorited, but you know they should carry some majority of the possession, and Matt Ritchie should be very heavily involved, unless John Joe Shelby's getting in his way. And outside of that, I think Burr Goodmanson's a good play, but I'm more likely to play him at forward. Kabai is also a good play at 6,400. Townsend was injured midweek with an ankle injury. I don't think he's going to be fit to play this weekend, and we all know what that means. When Townsend's out, Kabai takes the majority of the set pieces. 6,400 is kind of expensive, but it's still too low considering the opponent and his role in the offense, especially if Townsend's out. He's a guy I'll be looking at a lot, and Tom Cleverly is a guy I'll let you talk about, but he's also a phenomenal player at 5,800. And just when you get below 5,000, it's it gets kind of gets kind of tricky. Tom Carroll is worth mentioning, maybe. Uh, Bakari Sacco is an interesting play. He started midweek in the FA Cup. He had a very advanced role. He was very active. He had a goal. But besides the goal, he still had three shots, two of them on target, four crosses, a foul drawn, a foul conceded, and one interception. So at 5K, that's, you know, without the goal, he's still hitting value. But that's about it for my midfield takes. What about you, Rob? Yeah. I think uh, Cleverly is the top cash play of the slate. Uh, I think he's brilliant uh, in terms of his salary range. It really allows you to open up a whole bunch of other doors when you get him in there. I found a lot with midfield this week that you're going to have to be on either one side or the other in terms of games. Uh, like, for example, Cleverly is an awesome cash play, but so is James Ward-Prowse in Southampton on the other side of the field. Incredible cash play. Uh, Chris Brunt for Brom, incredible cash play. But immediately, right on the other side of the field, so is Pascal Grob. Incredible cash play. Uh, Johan Berg-Goodmanson. Perfect cash play. Johan Kabai, great cash play. Again, you have to be on one side or the other of that game. Uh, Matt Ritchie's a brilliant cash play. Uh, Christian Eriksen, another brilliant cash play this week. I think uh, all those guys really stand out to me as someone that you really want to try and get into your cash. But in many ways, you're going to have to, like I said, pick one side or the other here. Uh, Cleverly, JWP, Brunt or Grobe. You know, it's, you can't take both of them, ideally. What I'm probably going to do is have two different cash cards and uh, each of them line up on uh, one side or the other of the game and uh, just finding uh, whatever mixture works the best there. But that's really what my cash plan is going to be for these guys this week in the midfield. For GPP, I think Son is probably going to be one of the top uh, plays uh, for the entire slate all around. Uh, with everyone being so high up on Harry Kane and uh, the Chelsea guys, Son's going to fall through the cracks of ownership, and he really shouldn't. He's got a goal in three straight home games. He's not very expensive. He's a great player. So uh, I'll be looking to get it Son in as many cards as I possibly can this slate. 
The Chelsea guy I'm going to be rolling with is actually going to be Alonso. Uh, I think he's going to have the least amount of ownership. And with everything so cluttered up, I'll just be looking at a free kick goal, honestly, or something to happen from a free kick goal. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think Chelsea are excellent players, and they're probably going to win the game. But ownership is going to be a huge concern with me this late for Chelsea. And I think Alonso definitely fits into that definition of the low-owned guy of the crew that still has a really good option. Um, on Southampton, you will find my top midfield play uh, for GPP this week, and it is Buffal on Southampton for only 5.8K. He's going to be, he should be playing 90 minutes against a Watford team that one can't stop themselves from fouling, and two have conceded in like every game for the past month. So uh, I'll be looking at Buffal here uh, for a really interesting low uh, low end option. Uh, nobody's going to be on him. He's not that bad of a play, and uh, I think Southampton offer a lot of really sneaky options this week with Watford being uh, just uh, so poor. Uh, on Huddersfield, I, I like both uh, Tom Ince and Robin Van Lampara. I think both of them are excellent GPP plays this late. I'm not interested in stacking both of them. Uh, Van Lampara is even useful in cash, but uh, I'll be looking at uh, those guys from Huddersfield as I don't think the Huddersfield forwards are going to get done. I don't think Aaron Moy is going to get done. So uh, it leads you really to uh, Ince and uh, Robin Van Lampara. Uh, Nathan Redmond in Southampton is another guy I'm looking at. I don't think he's going to start, but I really hope he gets in. Uh, if he manages to start for Southampton, I will be stacking him and Buffal uh, at least a couple times. Uh, I think Southampton's super sneaky this late. Uh, now, on the other side of the field, Carrillo for Watford has been scoring at an incredible rate, and uh, his salary hasn't adjusted him. I think it's still in the mid 4.8 range, 4.5 range, something down there. And uh, he's been an absolute beast the past few weeks. And for whatever reason, DraftKings hasn't adjusted his salary. He's seen 90 minutes, and it's not like Southampton have been exactly stellar uh, keeping the ball in the net. So I'll be looking at uh, Carrillo from Watford. Uh, the the cheap, the cheap zone for me is going to be dominated by Belassi from Everton. I'm going to be taking some shots on him. This is, again, just thinking that Spurs aren't going to keep a CS bonus and it's going to come from somewhere. Belassi was breaking slates with a regular basis last season. Uh, so I'm waiting for him to come back into some sort of form here and uh, make something happen this slate for Everton. And the last guys I'll talk about here are the center midfield options for West Ham and Coyote and Aubameyang. Uh, I think those guys are both the mid-3K range. I think uh, 3.2 and 3.5K, I believe, are their salaries. And uh, <clears throat> uh, so you're not looking at these guys to go out and get a goal for you. You're not looking for them to go out and get double digits, drop points. You just want 9 or 10 fantasy points from them. And uh, that opens up a massive amount of doors where you can not only get Harry Kane, you can get Harry Kane and Son and Kabai, and a defenseman that's over 5K, and a real keeper, and not have to really take too many risks anywhere else. So just looking at uh, some of those cheap options there, uh, the West Ham guys are really where I'll be looking to, and Buffal and Southampton is absolutely going to be my top low-end GPP punt of the, of the week. But uh, Sun uh, on uh, Spurs is where I'll put a lot of my attention into. Awesome. <clears throat> Once again, looks like we'll have different routes because I'll let you start with forward, but I'm not taking Harry Kane. I'm not paying 12k for Harry Kane. I mean, he could, you know, prove me wrong, but I just I rather go with the Chelsea people for significantly less to, you know, get the supporting cast of Tottenham. You know, that's just my take. 
So forward, I'll definitely be looking at, you know, I prefer Alvaro Morata. I know Morata hasn't been in the most phenomenal form. He hasn't scored since the day after Christmas against Brighton. But I, I don't know. It's just nine nine seems more reasonable of a price for just as talented as a forward in, you know, just as good, if not a better matchup with, you know, the team implied to score the same amount of goals, and I think Chelsea are heavier home favorites this weekend. Son, you touched on, he's a phenomenal play, and then below that it gets, you know, kind of weird. Richarlison, I think he, you know, he has some floor based on his fucking fouls drawn, excuse my French, he draws so many fouls every game. Actually, the last game... On the 6th was the first game he didn't draw a foul in his whole entire game log, dating back to October, which is kind of nuts. But there's some floor there. You're still, you know, depending on a goal, and he hasn't scored a goal since November 19th. So he's in kind of a drought. Below that, Berg Goodmanson, he's the guy I prefer to use in forward because maybe there's a whole bunch of guys. Pascal Grobe, another guy I like. Uh, Eric Lamella is interesting. If he finds a start, um, he started midweek in the FA Cup. He had eight crosses, three shots, three of them on net, 12 fantasy points, and that's without scoring a goal. I think that's right in line with what you're looking for for GPP value at 6,300. And then below that, I don't really think I'm going to be dipping below, you know, the 6K range. Nathan Redmond's, like, kind of interesting, but what do you, you know, you're never guaranteed anything with a guy like Nathan Redmond. Um, yeah, that's about... You're going to take a flyer in this Tosun guy? Is that what you're going to tell everyone, Rob? Yeah, I, I got a few plays here. I'm actually really excited for forwards this week. Really, really excited. Um, first, yeah, I'm taking Harry Kane. He could be 15K, and I'm probably still going to look to play him this late. He's um, just he shoots way too much to ignore. Like, uh, I'll be taking him in cash. I don't know about GPP. I'll consider a fade in GPP, but... In cash, I just don't see any other way other than taking Harry Kane. Uh, simply on his shots alone, you'll need three or four forwards combined just to reach the same kind of shot total Harry Kane can hit uh, most weeks. So it's his floor is great, but the implied total on him is just sky high, and that's why I'll be paying 12 k for him this slate. Uh, Richardson's another guy I'll be looking to in cash. I won't be very often. Uh, let me rephrase that. I won't be playing him in cash, but I know he's a cash play. I know he's a good option. It's just not where I'm looking this slate. Uh, what I will be doing, I guess if anyone's listening and you're planning on playing him in cash, here's what I'm doing in cash this week. I'm taking uh, Grobe and uh, JBG, uh, Johan Berg Goodmanson as my forwards. Uh, and putting Harry Kane in the flex. Uh, it's quite simple. Uh, they are both, in the first place, they're both excellent cash plays. Like uh, JB, JBG and Grobe are both good cash plays. But what makes them special is that when you look at the forward list, not only is that salary range forwards dead as is, but there's literally a wasteland of cash options. It's not even remotely 
definable as anyone in there as a cash option. So really the sharp play this week is to po take both JBG and Grobe and put them into your forward slots for cash and opening up that midfield slot for guys like Cleverly and Kabai and everyone else you can fit in there who are going to be absolutely brilliant, but only as a true midfielder. Uh, so... Uh, I'll be looking to do that as much as possible for cash this slate. Uh, just putting JBG and Grobe as my forwards and rolling from there. Uh, Harry Kane, though, is probably going to feature too. It's just even as a block, uh, just to make sure no one has Harry Kane on me, uh, I'll, I'll be taking him. But uh, I'm not going to use just one cash card this slate. I'm going to have a couple different for sure. And uh, that's going to be how I'm rolling with that, though, is uh, JBG and Grobe. Now, in terms of GPP, this is where I'm getting really excited. I think Hazard's an excellent play. Uh, simply as a cash, uh, excuse me, as a pivot, uh, a GPP pivot from Harry Kane. The next place people are going from Kane is to William. And then the next place after William is they're probably going to Murata. Uh I think Hazard is going to completely fall through the ownership cracks here and go borderline unowned. Uh, and while I'm not really psyched about uh Chelsea per se uh, just because I don't like how they play in terms of uh, DFS relevance uh, I talk about it a little bit in the article but like they don't take corners they do a short pass and then dribble and you, as DFS guys we don't get any points from that at all they just they don't they don't take a lot of really high floor plays uh, so I'm not psyched about Chelsea but there's no denying because is an excellent play this late uh, Wilfred Zaha is going to be my next best play uh, for GPP for this slate i'm expecting the palace uh burnley game to be not necessarily boring but like really low skilled really really low skilled uh so what i'll be looking for is the, the class of zaha to show up here and really have a great week uh and carry palace because i don't see palace having many other options with not it's not necessarily that towns is out so they're screwed it's like towns is out and so now they're going to have to rely on benteke which is just a bad idea or they're going to have to rely on uh sako who isn't an actual forward or loftus cheek who's only 18 and not actually not fully healthy right now or you know it just goes down the line eventually Izaha is the only real reliable option from palace and i like them to score this slate so uh zaha at home i love it uh my top forward punt like Buffal on Southampton this is my forward uh, punt this week that I'm going to be using a lot and it's uh, Esquerdo on uh, Bright now this comes it's kind of a little package idea here but it's actually quite simple uh, Brom do not allow a lot of shots from strikers but they have one of the highest allowed shots for, for winger midfielders uh, this season Esquerdo doesn't cross the ball. He plays on the left wing. What he does is he dribbles in on his right foot and he tries to shoot. So this is just a formula for success. Brom doesn't allow a lot of shots from winger, or from forwards. They do from uh, their wingers. Uh, Esquerdo doesn't cross the ball and he shoots. Uh, so th this that's just a, a really, really sharp play in my opinion. And I'll be looking. Hopefully he starts. That's the real key here is Esquerdo getting the start for Brighton. But if he's in the game, I'm going to be using him uh, a lot more than a lot of people that's for sure uh, Esquerdo is going to be my go-to guy and last but not least as you kind of mentioned there uh, Sanuk Tosin on Everton now this guy just came in from Turkey from Beskitas uh, over the transfer period and while a lot of people may not be familiar with Tosin he is legit he's world class he tore it up for the Turkish national team 
He's been tearing it up for Beskos, and that's why he's one of the reasons why they've made it to the next round of uh, the Champions League this year. Uh, the guy is legitimately world-class. Uh, not many people know about him. And uh, as I kind of touched on in the article, sometimes in GPP, I like to make my picks based off what other people desperately do not want to happen. So if I think, for example, Spurs' defensive core is going to be extremely high-owned this week, what's the last thing that someone who takes the Spurs' defensive core would want to happen? Uh, the Everton forward Tosin scoring in his uh, premier game, uh, his very first debut game. Uh, that would be a, a nightmare uh, for any Spurs ownership. Considering I don't want to be on Spurs' ownership, that's where I'm going to be looking this week. I like Bolasi a lot. I don't even know if Tosin's going to start, but I expect he will. Uh, and in doing so, I think he'll make a brilliant GPP play. But uh, yeah, Esquerdo is really my low-end guy that I'm going to be looking at, and uh, Zaha is someone I'm really excited about too. But uh, other than that, and the JBG Grobe in the forward slots, that's my forward takes. Yep, I agree. I think it's a sets up for a perfect slate to play the midfield forward eligibility guys at forward, just because of the lack of options at forward. So. Thanks, DraftKings, for allowing us to do that. Otherwise, it would be a complete shit show, and you would almost have to play Hurricane. So, yeah. But that's the real, real thing. Sorry to interrupt. Is that if, if you don't want to play Harry Kane and Cash, those two are the option. Like that allows you to do so many other things, especially in midfield. Allows you to pick up someone like Christian Eriksen if you like, or Matt Ritchie and another seven K midfielder. So it just uh, it opens up a ton of really great doors. Yeah, you can almost create like an all floor lineup with Kabai, cleverly, Gross. Um, yeah, it's. Berg Goodmanson, Trippier, yeah. Very gross. <laughs> but, yeah, that about does it for this edition of the Foul Balls Podcast. Hopefully everyone uses this information. Let's see some green tomorrow, and we will be back with you guys next weekend. So have a great weekend, everyone, and see ya. Take care.